welcome everyone uh, to our final episode of the month of October. We are back live. This is post cabin trip. Yes. Uh, and I think if there was a movie to review, um, to drop on Halloween, what better than Halloween ends? Yeah, it's uh, it's also nice just to uh, to be live again. Like we we pre recorded all those episodes, and I feel like a lot has yeah. happened. Yeah, because I keep a, a running like Google Doc of like what I've been playing because like I, I tend to forget playing. What I've been doing other than playing video games because I tend to forget uh, and I just add to it and it's it's gotten quite long. And I I also know that Justin has been doing a lot of uh, work, which for him means video gaming. <laughs> so yeah. I know that he also has a lot too. Uh, but a couple of notes. Um, we did finally meet. We went to a cabin, and yes, we were up there with Rachel. We were up there with Matilda over from the Zombie Girls Network. Aon DJ, uh, one of our patrons, Shannon, who's also been on a couple episodes. Uh, Randy, um, who we've done a lot of stuff with. Rachel's partner, um, my wife, Justin's wife. Uh, did I forget anybody? Oh my god, I'm gonna say no, and then if we did, we have to cut it out. <laughs> And my dogs. But it was a really awesome trip. Yeah. But, you, um, but next thing on my list of things to talk about, we have a new patron. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We want to thank Emily. She is our newest patron. She is at the tier on the patron level where she gets to force upon us a film review. And her selection is 2015's The Witch, starring Anna Taylor-Joy. I fucking love this movie i do too okay good I do too. all right devin good we're, we're like in good company we so, yeah devin did not like it when we went and saw it in theaters yeah um, i'm hoping that a rewatch will change her mind because it's been a long time but i'm very excited i actually already had that slotted into the show schedule i'm at the end of the episode i'll kind of give a rundown of like what's coming up in the next month okay cool because so i play I, along because of where i am in my setup if i click around it's it everybody's gonna hear it so you'll i, I yes, i'm not clicking on recording, uh yeah he, he's not at his battle station he's actually uh, at his parents house yeah and so he is running on uh older <laughs> technology i guess you could say yeah it's uh i'm back back at my roots feels weird <laughs> so before we get started i think it's really important for us as a horror video game and movie podcast that when big news with big franchises gets announced uh we discuss it Last week, last Wednesday, actually, there was a major announcement from a studio that we, or a franchise, I guess not really a studio, but yeah. a franchise that we kind of thought was stuck to making pachinko machines. Well, some of us thought they were stuck to making pachinko machines. <laughs> but there was a broadcast from Konami about silent hill yes we have a silent hill 2 remake yeah coming from bloober team who we have previously reviewed their game Blair Witch. yeah and which they, I, I like to think more than you uh Blair Witch is okay i i, I personally like their <laughs> other games better um layer they did layer of fear and layers of fear or sorry layers of fear and layers of fear 2 which I haven't played yet, yeah. They, they are fantastic. There's actually also a third Layers of Fear game called Layers of oh, Fears cool. coming out next year. I'm actually... Funny story, I was... I 
I actually think I told you this at the cabin. I was supposed to interview them and then they had to cancel last minute. Yep. And I actually got an email yesterday saying like, oh, sorry. Yeah, we couldn't tell anybody. But yeah, we had to cancel because I was going to mention that you had the interview lined up. I didn't want to I didn't know if you're allowed to talk about it. I, yeah, I am. I, it doesn't have like a de- definite date yet, but uh, it's. Are you sitting on the floor? Yes, I am. <laughs> There is no. <laughs> I can tell the way you keep moving, trying to get your your poor back and ass comfortable. I, uh, I thought so. There is nothing in here. I have like a little step stool that is my laptop. Is okay. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we have some kind of game partnership between Silent Hill, Konami, and Behavior. Um, a lot of our listeners were probably recognize Behavior as the company behind um, Dead by Daylight. Uh, I saw that and I was like, Ooh, probably not for me, but we'll see. Yeah, with, with a lot of like their extras, I'm really waiting to see until we learn a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I am inter- it, it makes me interested though that with these two announcements, it shows that Konami is willing to give their license their IPO to other studios to make something. So it, it not only makes me hopeful for Silent Hill, but it actually makes me hopeful for like their other series. Like I know you haven't played a Metal Gear game, but it gives me hope that they will. Oh, let some... owns Metal Gear. Yes. So I oh, hope I that, that yeah, I, I hope that it means they will let somebody else try to tackle Metal Gear. We got update that they're going to make a movie, which will be directed by the same director who directed the first Silent Hill movie and it looks like they brought back the most of the production team and it looks like they also brought back the writers um and it's going to be an adaptation of Silent Hill 2 correct uh I believe so um I honestly it's a weekend I kind of forget um <laughs> uh, but that but that's yeah that's exciting because I feel like if I had to choose between the the two Silent Hill movies that we have the first one is more true to the like true to the series, and it fe- it just I enjoy the first one a lot better than the second one. So I'm hoping that maybe some of that magic will be able to like re- return. We gave the original film a 78. Yeah, I mean, which is like decent. It's pretty solid, honestly. Um, okay, and then the last thing is Silent Hill F. That was definitely the thing that excited me the most. Um, Mainly because, not, we, we talked about this in the cabin, we, I think that was like the first thing we discussed and so we waited for everybody else to show up. I have enjoyed Silent Hill. I think that I kind of like Silent Hill 1 more than Silent Hill 2, but that's fine. I, want, I actually want to go back and replay it before the new one comes out. But for how dead the franchise is, I want something new. When I say dead, not dead like it's crap. I mean dead like they don't put anything out yeah yeah i mean so this will be the first full game in 10 years like literally 10 years ago this year 2022 is yeah yeah because 2012 is when downpour came out so i mean this game doesn't even have a date on it yet so i mean we're and we haven't seen it doesn't even have a gameplay it was literally just the flower girl which so I, I do need. To, I, most I, about. I, I do need to bring up the, everything we saw. Well, not everything, but the, I think it was like ninety to ninety-five percent of what we saw from the Silent Hill two footage was all like in engine, in game, no cutscenes. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I was going to circle back around to that because I think that everything else is a lot more speculation about what could be coming or what is coming but not really developed yet. What we know for sure, what we are, are big for sure things are definitely about the Silent Hill 2 from Bloober Team. I think it looks good. I think it's fine. It will be enjoyable. I'm excited it's coming to PC as well as PlayStation PS5, so yeah. I can play it on launch. It's, to me, the big thing, and we talked about this, is just... It didn't do anything to like. Maybe it maybe because like Silent Hill Two didn't grab me like Silent Hill One did, but like it didn't make me go ah, you know, like, yeah. like super excited. Also, sorry, I, I looked F- on my phone for a second. Sorry, just I want to get all this out before we talk about F. Yeah, um, I had to look this up because I I, I I knew I read it somewhere, but apparently, even though there was no date for Silent Hill Two remake, it's like in the advanced stages of development. Like it's, I think we might get it by the end of next year. The remake, not the new one. The new one has gotten so far. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I hope we do. I want to play it. like Especially because we're getting ready to review the last Silent Hill game that we have. Yeah. And hey, you know and... what? If we do one a season, we'll be able to do the remake next year. Because <laughs> we apparently our seasons are fucking half a year long now. <laughs> That's that's the honest <laughs> god truth. So yeah, I, I think my biggest takeaway, the biggest thing I'm excited about, is that Silent Hill F because I think that it is very intriguing. Like the setting of of it being in Japan, like we talked about, reminded me a lot of Detention. Yeah, you got some Fatal Frame vibes. I think you said. Yeah, well, and it's it, it's weird it, because it'll be the first one that's like set in Japan, right? Yeah. Like the rest of them are in like America. Mm-hmm. America. Yeah. America. Uh. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Um, I'd love to hear about yourself. We were kind of having a really good discussion in Discord. Uh, but, yeah, we'll keep you posted as we go along the way. So, it's been a while since we recorded last. Yes. I think if I scroll down, I can tell you because I, I date our talks. It has been 22 days since we last recorded. Obviously, Jeez. we hung out, but it's yeah. been 22 days since we sat down here in front of a mic. So, Justin... Tell me and our audience what's been new with you. Holy fuck. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, book wise, I started uh, the new J Date book. John dies at the end. I'm not very far into it. About like five minutes, or not even five. Well, more than five minutes. About a chapter in. Um, I just started that okay. today. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. It's very John dies at the end, which is always, you know, a fun time. Um, yep. Caught up on House of the Dragon. So you finished it? Oh yeah. I have thoughts, but we can we can save those for off mic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I also finished it. Um, my two I'll just hop in here because I don't want to go through it on yeah, my yeah. But I went into it expecting nothing. Yes. Because of how bad Game of Thrones ended. Um, but I thought it was good. Yep. I feel like there is still some magic there but it feels like a lot of it might be gone like i'm still like hurt <laughs> i guess for better <laughs> lack of a better term no i mean that that's from what that's came fair bef- that's fair yeah from what came before i i think the hardest part for me is that sometimes the characters do things that like don't go in line with the character that we had seen in previous episodes yeah that's fair but overall i liked it I'm, yeah. definitely, I'm definitely excited for a second season. Yeah, it'll be nice. I mean, I'm sure it's like two years away or something like that, but, you know. Apparently, it's only... 
apparently it's four seasons of ten episodes each, and that's it. Okay. So I'm okay with that. Um, I am too. Man, what else have I been doing? Now I I talked to you in person. Now, now I'm fucking drawing all these blanks. Um, okay, I'm just gonna get the Google Doc. Going, I know man. I have to do the Google Doc, but for now I just gotta rip it straight off the dome. Um, okay, <laughs> I have been playing Persona Five Royal for the Switch. Yep, it's a fantastic port. Uh, it's Persona Five. I fucking love that game. Uh, it's exactly what I told the Nintendo person. I said, listen, I will any excuse to play this game again. <laughs> Um, I started playing Gotham Knights while we were at the cabin. Um, yes. And then some other emails came my way and I immediately put it down and I've not picked it up. Um, yep. I finished, this comes out on Monday. Yes. Even if it comes out tomorrow, it's fine. Um, I finished the Resident Evil Village DLC. You finished it? Oh yeah, dude. It was only like two and a half hours. I mean, there's, like, a third-person mode and mercenaries and stuff, but I finished... Yeah, like but the, the one time, yeah. I finished, like, The Shadow of Rose, which is, like, their main job, which is the story of Rose. So, without spoiling it, how did you like it? Uh, or what What are you allowed to even say about it, I guess? Oh, I can say anything about it, because it'll be out by the time this comes out. So, it depends. Oh, okay. How much okay. do you want me to spoil? All right, here's my question. I'll give you questions. Okay. I'm going to ask one, because I think that... I already know the answer to it, but I think people like to hear it. Is it scary? Yeah. Yes. The first half, no. The second half... Oh, sorry. I'm going to cut it into thirds. The first third, no. The second third, holy shit. And the last third, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, Is it worth the price? That's a little tricky situation. I think it is, but I can also go back and play. Like, I've been kind of looking for an excuse to go back and play Village. So I think with a third-person mode and stuff, it's kind of more of a draw for me. Uh, if you like the crime, the kind of grinding of mercenaries, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. go in for it solely for what Capcom has said is the conclusion of the Winters family story. Okay. And then, finally, do you like the conclusion of the Winters family story? No. <laughs> it is... Okay. It is the most eh story I have ever played. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's good. Yeah. All right. That's good for Resident Evil okay. uh, Rule of Rose or whatever it was called. <laughs> Shadow of Rose. Rule of Rose is <laughs> the super obscure horror uh, PS2 game that was made by the same people. So made. I didn't just pull it out of my ass. It's an actual No, thing. yeah. Rule of Rose. That, yes. That's like the weird like school-based Okay. Anyways, yeah. Okay. I'm um, not crazy. I no, always, not I always crazy. like it when I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, probably the biggest thing, though, that showed up in my email the day after we all got to the cabin was uh, I have been playing God of War Ragnarok. Um, I don't think it was a day after. It was that night. It was lo- it was long enough I that I went... it was went, Thursday night. It was long enough that I went, fuck, I should have brought my PS5. Um, <laughs> man... So I can only talk about the first five hours of the game, up to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say now, up to that point, I definitely think it is probably going to be one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, if awesome. not, 
the entire generation so far. Um, I think it's a perfect way to close out the PS4 generation. And uh, holy shit. That's all I'm going to say to that. But uh, if you like yeah, 2018, I, I... like go in as blind as you can, which is why I'm not yeah. saying anything. Um, I've already put preemptive blockers up for yes. God of War. Um, because I'm going to wait till it comes to PC because I'm not going to be buying a PS5. Yeah. Because I want to be able to play it. It might, might again, it comes on PS4, but I would rather wait and play it. Like, yeah. So I, I will say, I mean, obviously, I'm playing it on PS5, but it, it does run mm-hmm. it. That game looks fucking gorgeous. Like, yeah, there that's are kind of my thought process with it. So I, I, I can say that uh, the review embargo is up uh, November third, I believe. Um, so maybe by the next episode we can talk more then. Oh yeah, next episode I can. Well, obviously I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, yeah. I even though I'm kind of in a crunch to play that game for review, I find myself just like stopping and staring off into vistas for like minutes at a time. It is it's so cool, gorgeous. Anyways, yes. Uh, other than that, I played uh, Signal. Forget how I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Signalis, 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 something like that. It is. If God of War isn't there, it is my game of the year. It is one of the best indie horror games. How quickly I you forget about Elden Ring? Oh, uh, dude, Elden Ring, three. Elden Ring can be three. It does not touch Signalis or God of War so far. Like we should do an episode at the end of the year and pick our favorite movie and game that we reviewed. Okay. Uh, like that calen- this year. That came out this year? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I You need to play Signals. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Like, <laughs> it is the perfect match. It's like the perfect marriage of Resident Evil and Silent Hill in, a, in, a, in an indie game. It is. It's fucking wild, and it's this weird sci-fi Russian 70s horror game, and it's it's just crazy. I really don't want to say anymore because I do think that we should play it, but I also know we have Callisto Protocol coming out. We have Dead Space coming out. Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 coming. Like, I know we should, we should play it. We still have to do Ghostbusters. I haven't even slotted Ghostbusters on the calendar yet. Yeah, that's something we should probably do soon. I've, I played before <laughs> we went to the cabin and then all this other shit. Like, I'm fucking drowning, it feels like. But it's still it's downloaded. Good... I have it downloaded. <laughs> you me too. It's on this laptop right now. Uh, but no, we can't play because I can't play God of War. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Signalis is amazing. Um, it's I I commend them, and I really can't wait to see what they do next. Um, okay. I don't think I've been playing anything else. Um, yeah. I, and honestly, I can't remember anything. Honestly, at this point, God of War has just taken over my life. So, okay. what, about, what about you, Larry? <laughs> uh, so, TV, we are talking about House of the Dragon. Um, yep. I also finished Neon Genesis Evangelion. And what what are... I know you already texted me your thoughts, but what are your overall feelings? Yeah. It? it started out really cool, and then it started getting weird, and then it got very art artsy and kind of up its own butt. And normally that's something that works for me. But this one, it just did not... It didn't do it for me. So I loved how it started. Did not really care for how it ended. 
So are you going to watch... It's short, it's contained. Are you going to watch any, like, the side, the side stuff, or... No. Okay. The collection I had had, like, two movies on it. I don't care to. Oh, That's wow. what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was like... It was whatever. Uh, I finished Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. My takeaways. Do not go into it thinking you are getting the Silmarillion or anything accurate to Tolkien lore. I think you should go into it as, like, fan fiction prequel to Peter Jackson's movies. Oh, that's... I don't think... I don't think that's high price. <laughs> I, I just... It's, it's not. I, I think if you go into it like that... Yeah. You're probably happier. Also, don't go into it thinking you're going to get the kind of majestic beauty that is Tolkien's writing. Okay. Or the majestic beauty that was Peter Jackson's movies. Like, is Weta Works still involved in Lord of the Rings of Power, do you know? or What is that? Weta Works is like the production company that did Lord of the Rings. No, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw that Peter Jackson was like not even invited to co- collaborate on this. Oh wow! Okay, yikes. Um, the show is beautiful. It is stunning to look at. It really is. Like on at every level. My favorite part of the show is Disa, Durin, Elrond, and, like all the dwarf stuff. Literally anything to do with those characters and the dwarves, like. I'm 100% there for. The biggest problem with this show is that I'm not trying to be mean because I read these books and I actually defend them. It's like Stephanie Meyer wrote Lord of the Rings. Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> Surprisingly, I okay. knew that one. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. Uh, it's just like they have all these, like, they make these cringy lines and, like, the last episode in particular has really annoyed me by like how stupid it was and it's like it could be so good and the source material is so good and they spent so much money on it like and then i think it also didn't help that i was watching it side by side with house of the dragon which is written to the quality that game of thrones was and one of the things that made game of thrones so powerful right is the writing when it was, when game of thrones was good it was the writing that made it so good yeah and it's crazy I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a scene where a character in House of the Dragon speaks like ten words, but it's like him moving down an aisle of people, commanding the whole room, and this one we have characters who are having all this dialogue that just means fucking nothing, and it's just and it's cringy and it's just I don't know I I'm kind of happy I, I missed the boat. To, <laughs> Yeah, but, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted so badly to like it. I really yeah. did. Like, I feel like the, the performances are all great. Like, something like that. It's, it's truly the writing. Yeah. Yikes. And you can tell who Sauron is from the moment you first meet him in the show. And the surprise was fucking stupid. Uh, Attack on Titan season two. I just, I just started that. It's my background show. Okay. Not background is in like yeah yeah no I know but yes I watch because you know I, I can't watch that show because so much is going on it's just when nothing else is on I'll throw an episode on uh, and then Dragula Titan started I do a draft with the Zombie Girls Network where you, we kind of pick our favorite queens and we get points for how they do and stuff and Justin is aware of this uh, yeah my wife Victoria is actually in it. <laughs> 
yeah, Victoria Elizabeth Black is, um, she was the queen in season two that made me, like, realize, like, like it kind of blew me away. She came back, uh, in Dragular Resurrection, and she's back again for Titans. I told everybody that I wanted her, somehow, Rachel, I ended up drafting last again, Rachel. Second last. Second to last, yes. <laughs> Second to last. Uh... And someone took Victoria. Yep. But this person, who will be referred to as Daddy, until I fulfill the following things to her, uh, traded me back Victoria Elizabeth Black. And we don't, it was we, worth it because... We, we don't have to reveal what has to be done over here because I don't think they're happening. Okay. Over, they're not happening I, over I, here, I can, are they? I, I, one of them is. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can talk about that one if you want. You don't have to talk about the rest if you don't want to. Well, okay. Well, yeah, cause I, it's all going to be on there as content. So a while back, I told Justin, Rachel, and Shannon, this Wolf Patrol, as we call ourselves, that if they bar- embargoed the Winnie the Pooh horror movie, I would watch the E.T. porn. And then I backed out of that because I'm a Puritan and it started making me uncomfortable Daddy is making me watch that with them. Yes. We don't have to review it or anything. I don't think that wasn't part of her terms, but I You know what? Can I can I tell you something? I think it would have been better to review it because then you could have just watched it by yourself. You wouldn't have had to watch it with everybody. Hey, it could have been worse. We could have watched it at the cabin, which did come up multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) I have to watch the Hellraiser porn with you rachel and mars and i think we're going to do a review of it that will be tagged on into the bonus content episode from when we review hellraiser 2022 yep and i have to watch and review an amityville horror porn which i will join daddy on a podcast and review it with her (laughs) and until then i must refer to daddy as daddy I also got a step mommy in the process, so that's TV. <laughs> <laughs> Movies I have watched: Kiki's Delivery Service, Ferngully: The Last Rainforest, The Secrets of Nim, Hellraiser 2022. I went and saw Scream 2 in the theaters for the 25th anniversary screening. Uh, obviously, I saw Halloween Ends. We watched Anastasia, the 1997. Oh, I movie. love An- I love Anastasia. Dude, that soundtrack is fucking killer. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. It's so good. And then last night we watched Only Yesterday, uh, which was another Studio Ghibli movie. Oh, okay, right on. How are you enjoying your direct- journey? Uh, so Only Yesterday was a little bit not my speed. Not because it wasn't good, but it's literally directed towards like middle-aged women. Like 30, 40-year-old women. Uh, po- Ponyo is very much directed at... Uh, children or is it ponyo no okay. one of them is the next like... one i have is porco rosso the pig detective one. Oh, i don't know that one but that sounds fun i would watch that yeah, the, yeah michael keaton voices the pig oh lovely yeah i'm super excited video games i have played some dragon ball z kakarot nice how far so, are you uh i don't even think we've met frieza yet okay all right <laughs> 
<laughs> my video game has sucked. Books, though, is where I've been doing most of my work. I finished uh, The Final Kingdom, uh, the first book in the Mistborn trilogy from Brandon yeah. Sanderson. Love it. Okay. Absolutely so good. I have The Well of Ascension that's literally sitting there ready for me to rent from the library, but I have a back stack of books I am pushing through. I finished Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, this one, I think, deserves more credit for kind of being a really good book that it's obviously the middle one in the franchise, but also is a really good bridge between like kind of the childish adventures that happen in one through three and the dark shit that comes in five, six and seven. So I really enjoyed it. I read the Paul Bearers club by Paul Tremblay. A uh, very interesting book. I don't want to spoil it, but it's a definitely a fun read. It's a dual narrative where basically someone's like writing his memoir and another person who experienced everything side by side with him is taking notes in the margins and then okay. leaving notes at the end of the chapter. So it was very, very cool. And I, I, I found it to be a very fun read. And then I also read A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. Um, that's my book of the year. Interesting. So is Paul Tremblay uh, becoming like a new favorite author or? I think so. Yeah. It's so he definitely writes horror. Um, this is that, the Head Full of Ghosts was the third one. I have a fourth one, but again, back catalog before I can rent it. Um, it's about an exorcism that's not spoiling anything uh, told from the perspective of the younger sister of the girl who was exorcised mm -hmm. like 20 some years later it the narrative tale is something I've never seen before it's just I, I read it in like 24 hours like oh, damn. it was just it was absolutely incredible i could not recommend it more it's like only it's like less than 300 pages and it reads fast it's just so good it it's amazing um i finished the vile village which is book seven i think in series unfortunate events um again tim curry is super cool the current things i'm reading i have like f two hours left in order of the phoenix and then i started the book the fisherman by john langan um it's about two widowers who had turned to fishing in order to kind of deal with the trauma of like losing their families and i don't know what the legend is yet but they come across the legend of this uh dutchman's stream that has a, a deep secret tied to it and they're getting ready to go do it but i, I guess okay. i just started interesting. that interesting uh other stuff the new york yankees suck they need to fire their coach and their general manager um i'm upset with justin because he got me onto the twilight princess manga and the last one doesn't come out until april so now i have to sit around and wait for that and my favorite wrestler of all time bray wyatt is back with the wwe and he's super creepy and awesome and i love him that's all i got uh, damn okay Damn. Get a Google Doc. Yeah, I yeah Doc. I need to start doing that because, fuck. Your video yeah. games alone. <laughs> For well, your video games alone. <laughs> well, that's a oh uh, I did beat Silent Hill Downport, which I gave to Larry at the game. I do, and it's sitting down there, and I was going to start it, but we pushed it for one more week, so I'm oh yeah I'm starting it that's uh week. we were going to review a game next week, and then I asked Larry to be so nice and please not, because I have to now finish three games. Yeah, totally understandable. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, guys, we're going to get into our review of Halloween Ends. Just so everybody is aware, we're going to do some background with no spoilers. We're going to do a no spoiler section and then get into a full, excuse me, spoiler review. So with yes. that, hit the music and let's talk Michael Myers. Justin, Halloween ends, released in theaters and Peacock simultaneously on October 11th. Uh, we have the same crew back because this is the third movie in a trilogy that we had in Halloween 18 and Halloween Kills. Director is David Gordon Green and it's co-written by Green, Dana Ride, Paul Logan. We have Jamie Lee Curtis recurring her role as Laura Schrode. James Hugh Courtney coming back as The Shape. And Andy Matichak, I think that's how you say her last name, who is uh, Laurie's granddaughter. Um, our new big character is Rowan Campbell, who plays the character Corey. We'll talk about him more in the spoiler section. It was shot on a budget of $33 million, and to date, it has grossed $85 million, which kind of surprised me, um, since it was on Peacock at the same time. Like, I... I with same-day streaming and, like, post-COVID, like, I don't know what good numbers are versus bad numbers anymore. So yeah, that's fair. I was impressed by it, at the very least. Um, at the most new releases, uh, there's very limited stuff out there because as we both found out when it comes to games and movies it takes like unless it's like a really messy production like oh it'll take a few years yeah it'll take a few years for shit to come out or the dvd release for like the the credits or not the credits but like the bonus features and stuff yeah but here's what i have this is the future of michael myers and halloween on possible future entries of the franchise john carpenter joked about how future installments could have could be produced if the film were a success although he acknowledged that Green was adamant that Ends was the story's ending. In an interview with the New York Times, Jamie Lee Curtis commented that the four films commencing with the OG and concluding with Ends were self-contained, although there was still a possibility of a new narrative being adapted for future films. Curtis confirmed in an essay she wrote for People magazine that Halloween Ends will be her last ever appearance in the franchise. Jason Bloom reiterated that while it would not be the final film in the franchise, it would be the last Halloween movie under Bloomhouse because the IP is going back to Malika Cod as soon as Halloween End released. That's interesting. It's what I expected. It's why, like, I have... Okay, to me, Halloween is different timelines. I'm cool with it. But don't do anything with Lori's show anymore. Yeah. We'll get to it when we get into the review. But Michael and Lori's story is done. We don't need any more. Yeah, That's no, I mean, I agree. It. Yeah. So now we're going to do our no spoiler section for this review. For people who are new to this, what we do is we kind of just do a little bit of discussion. We kind of talk about the four topics that we discuss whatever we review anyway, which includes plot, cinematography, audio, and how scary but no spoilers, nothing like that, no scores or anything like that either. Um, 
and then we say watch it now, watch it later, or skip. Um, since I did not do all of my background work here, Justin, as I'm sitting here staring at the screen, why don't you kick us off? Okay, huh. I've been thinking about how I wanted to talk about this movie without any spoilers. And I think this is actually a very hard movie to talk about without any spoilers. But uh, what recent Hellraiser movies has taught me uh, is that there are movies out there that are written one way and kind of adapted to something else to include their to include certain franchises i guess if that makes sense kind of like how we got the detective stories in those later hellraiser movies and then they just kind of slapped hellraiser in there i feel like the same obviously a lot cleaner but the same could be said for this i think it starts out really strong i think it again try not to talk about spoilers I think it tries to go somewhere interesting, but stumbles a couple different times that made me feel mostly just okay about it, but not great. I okay. really trying to talk around spoilers, but it's no, very, it's fine. It's, it's, fine. it's very this is hard. the hard. Yeah, this is the hard part. Uh, especially talking about plot. Uh, for myself, I'm yeah. definitely an apologist <laughs> for the franchise. There are some that I can't apologize for. Listen to the Halloween 5 review if you want a taste <laughs> of that. And know that there are two more spicier ones coming. Um, my big takeaway for plot is I know the original intent was to shoot two movies back to back. Yes. Um, but they weren't sure if Halloween 2018 would be a success, so they shot one. I think Halloween Kills could probably be dropped off entirely. I think that if this had been two movies shot back to back, it would probably be a lot better narratively. Um, because like you talked about, there are some like points it comes in, in waves. Like, it comes in waves. Uh, yeah. But overall, I did like it. I have seen what trash is. Again, listen to our Halloween 5 review or watch halloween six or halloween resurrection to see actual dog shit on the screen um i think it's great i was very pleased with the confrontation between michael and Lori, and i'll leave it for that for no spoiler cinematography i loved it it was brutal but it didn't like shove it down your face there is one scene in particular that happens um that literally had me go fuck in the theater because it was intense. What about that in the spoiler section? How about you? Uh, yeah, I, I think it, it did look good. I, I enjoyed that they kind of uh, pulled back from the gore fest that was kills, uh, but yeah, still I kind agree. of maintained that brutality in a way. It was still brutal. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. it just wasn't all up in your face with it, which was nice. I kind of I enjoy that a lot more. It was like off, like just off camera. Yeah, which works for me. Um, me too. There. Yeah, I'm, the thing is with me, the 
uh, the real problem for me isn't with cinematography because I think it does look it does look really good. Okay. That's... Audio, um, score is great. I thought all the acting performances were awesome. I actually kind of like the portrayal of Michael. I don't think this is a spoiler as we know this takes place several years after the events of Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. Four years. Thank you, Justin. No problem. Um, so I like the performance we got out of James Drew Courtney as the shape. Um, I thought some of the newer characters did well, too. I particularly liked the DJ character. I thought he was fucking funny. Um, yeah, I agree. I yeah. saw Darcy the male girl was in this. Yeah. Uh, if you watch Joe Bob's thingy, I, I don't watch it. I just everybody aware knows. Yes. the internet to know who she is. Yes. Yeah. Nick Castle um, is in it. Oh yeah, where's he? Uh, he is the like flasher at the party. Really? He, like, yeah. He like opens up and yeah, that's Nick Castle. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. a little bit of... <laughs> well, thank you. But no, the audio is great too. I mean, it's the Halloween score. It's good acting, at least in my view. Um, I have different thoughts. <laughs> um, mostly, okay. I did not enjoy the like remix house party style of the Halloween theme that we got here. I think it's one of okay. the weaker ones, just because I I really enjoyed eight twenty eighteen, and even though I wasn't a fan of Halloween Kills, I really enjoyed the theme there theme here just felt more like a party than anything which yeah. was weird yeah. which was just weird to me it just kind of like i enjoyed the start of it and then it just like started doing its like house party thing which kind of caught me off guard um otherwise i i enjoyed the acting i think the acting was good from the majority of like the newer people that we got um and then obviously yeah. like the, the 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 classics that are back are fantastic then how scary um we will discuss this i think at length in the spoiler section but michael myers isn't as present in this instead we get something else um which we'll discuss i think that might even be a spoiler maybe sorry if it was uh sorry if that was i apologize (laughs) Um, there are moments that it's scary there is a sequence in it that I fucking loved and it was like I was on the edge of my seat for but overall Kills is scarier than this and Halloween 2018 is definitely scarier than this yeah this felt like the ending of a Resident Evil to me where they kind of our protagonist is too OP yes and they just kind of drop off the scariness factor yeah, like Wesker, Jason, <laughs> yeah. Chris, and Punch and Rocks. Yes, exactly. Yes, big time. Um, even there, okay. yeah, well, yes, I can't spoil that. So yes, yeah, that's how I feel. Okay, uh, so then watch it now, watch it later, uh, skip. Um, it's on Peacock, watch it now. There's so much other garbage out there that you could watch that is so much crappier than this. Like, if it wasn't available on Peacock and you had to pay money and maybe you weren't a fan of Halloween Kills, like, maybe you would watch it later. But if it's streaming and you already have Peacock, like, it's fucking Halloween. It's October. Like, it's it's not that bad of a movie. Like, I, I've seen some people, like, crap all over it. I've seen, like, people, like, freaking out about it. And I'm here for criticism because people obviously view things differently. But, like, 
it's a fun movie. It's an enjoyable movie. I think I like it probably more than others, but again, I do like Michael Myers a lot. Um, and I love Jamie Lee Curtis and Laurie Strode. So I liked it. It's definitely a watch now for me. Uh, for me, I, I took a little bit of a different approach. I kind of took the trilogy okay. as a whole. And if I had to say anything, it would be 2018 is a watch now. Halloween yes. ends. Watch yesterday. Yes, Halloween ends would be a watch later, and Halloween Kills is skip. See, That's kind of how I. Halloween Kills is a skip. skip. Halloween Kills is a skip for me. Like I will never watch Halloween Kills. Well, I I would say you can skip it for it, but I wouldn't say it's a skip in like the franchise as a whole, because there are four movies that are so far below it. But there's also so many movies in the franchise that are so much better than it. Like I'm yeah, th- but like one day when we finish going through it all, we'll rank it. But like, okay, like Halloween Five, Halloween Six, Halloween Resurrection, and Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Like I would watch Halloween Kills seven days a week and twice on Sunday before I watch <laughs> any of those four. Yeah, I haven't seen some of those in a very very long time. So yeah, you um, will. No. <laughs> but for me, Halloween. I was games. actually thinking about maybe next october to finish the franchise we just plow through all of them okay but if we're doing that i want we got to do we're doing like the how the rob zombie ones as well right yeah oh, of course okay. they're okay. yeah they're included yeah sure why not because yeah, it would be it would be six h2o resurrection zombie one zombie two let's do it yeah maybe we can get a hold of like an old michael meyer isn't there like an old like snes game halloween game um, I threw my phone down. I don't know. I'll look at. I can look. I can okay. look. <coughs> okay, you can yeah. look. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so then let's get into our spoiler section. Um, spoilers galore. Deal with it. You've been warned. It's coming right now. Simple plot summary. We don't do six seconds on brand new releases. Is Lori, after the death of her daughter, has moved past, and she's trying to. She's writing a book to kind of help herself move past the trauma, and she's not letting it bog her down. Michael Myers is living in a cave underneath the town, which we don't know about quite yet, but the town is still dealing with the trauma of that night. And I found that really intriguing. And the movie starts off with a cold opening of a babysitter who's being terrorized by a little boy who locks him in a closet and the the babysitter kicks the door open to get out and the kid falls over railing and dies. And then the whole town ostracizes him. And I found it really interesting because it was... Go ahead. There is a... Sorry. Um, Halloween the Game. Uh, horror movie. Based on the horror movie. Um, it doesn't say when it came out, but it looks like it is in... Sorry. I'm... Oh my god, this fucking article is loading. Uh, anyways, there is, a, there is a Halloween game. Yes. Alright, well, we'll do that too then. We'll, we'll, we'll have some fun. Uh, so the, the babysitter kills him and like he's like being blamed by the town and going through like and I think the thing about it that I like the most about some plot that I like the that I found most interesting is how people deal with like trauma and how people deal with like bullying almost yeah and how like and that's cool but that's a plot discussion okay uh, Corey who is our newcomer to the franchise is like being bullied by these high school band students which I thought was hilarious instead yeah, of it being cool the football now. jocks it was the band kids yeah fucking loved it i laughed so hard they throw this man over a fucking bridge and michael 
grabs him and pulls him into his little like cave and Michael's going to kill him but Michael recognizes no 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 say what it is Michael has a fucking mind meld with this man and like sees what no he no he sees he sees it in the eyes See, I I took it. He did. I took it as there is like some stupid psychic connection. No, because it, no, no. Because no, no. it happens it. again. It is, it is. It happens again later. It's because their eye. Okay. But he okay. he should he should be able to just see. Oh, this man is like gone through trauma. Not this is every single thing that happened to this kid. We'll discuss it. Okay. Corey. Is dating Andy, but Corey's also falling under. He's the... dating Michael. He's being trained <laughs> by Michael, and basically Corey gets tired of waiting for Michael to fully pass him the torch, so he goes and takes the torch for himself, and he goes on a rampage wearing Michael's mask. And he's going to culminate it all by killing Lori Strode, so that him and Andy can leave and be happy together forever after, and cut the ties with the town. Um, but Lori Strode is not to be fucked with, and she kills Corey. But Michael came home looking for his mask. After a scene I wish was longer because I, I wanted it because I'm, I'm jealous. Uh, a f- very violent, climactic ending. Laurie Strode pins Michael to a table by stabbing him in the hand, drops a refrigerator on him, slits his wrists, and I think she slits his throat too. Yeah, and holds his hand while he's dying. And holds his hand while he's dying. And then the whole town carries Michael to the junkyard where they drop Michael's body into a fucking grinder and grind that son of a bitch. Um, (laughs) And kill him. Which I I mean, I'm a, again, I've got masks everywhere. You saw me at the fucking haunted house where I was standing over some guy in a Halloween in a Michael Myers costume. Uh, it was fucking it was brutal and the film ends Lori finishes her book and on her table is Michael's mask Um, so let's talk plot okay so let me tell you why I like it <laughs> okay Batman Beyond is one of my favorite like animated shows of all time okay and in Batman Beyond Bruce is just getting too old to be Batman anymore, right? And he comes yeah. across Terry, who has kind of a similar background to Bruce, and he's trying to take him under his wing, and sometimes Terry doesn't listen, but he's trying to train him to be the next Batman, right? That is the vibe I got from this, and I was loving it. It was like Michael wanted to pass on he was the being torch, right? A loving father trying to teach his yes. son how to grow up. Yes, because as I... I know you saw it differently, obviously, but what I got from it was I thought it was a way the filmmaker was trying to tell us, the audience, that Michael saw... Like, because there's so many different fucking timelines and stuff, it's hard to tell, but... I saw a Cult of Thorn ring it. in the movie, so... It did happen. Um, <laughs> I, I refuse to accept that. Uh, I think Michael Halloween was actually wearing it. Halloween seventy-eight, <laughs> you're, you're, you're throwing me off. In Halloween seventy-eight, <laughs> Doctor Loomis def- definitely talks about Michael's eyes, right? Yeah. About how there's like something missing. I know zombies goes way into it, 
but I'm almost positive in 78 there's a discussion of the eyes of Myers. Um, that's how I took it. He's getting ready to choke him out and kill him, but he looks into his eyes and he sees it because Corey accidentally killed that kid. He was about to go to college. He was super intelligent and he lost his whole life. His mom was like super awful to him and like super protective and super mean to everybody around him. Uh, and I also think that explains why Lori at first is trusting towards him until Michael kind of like pulls that out, right? I think Lori saw that he was like on a cusp of like two different paths when she first comes across him. But then like after Michael gets him into his wing, I think he starts to, to go down that darker path. Um, but no, I that part of it I liked. I liked how he got too greedy and he wanted to take it all for himself and he was tired of listening to the master and the master had to come out of retirement and teach the little boy something. Um, I love that. I think the biggest thing, though, that I love about this movie is Laurie Strode went through a lot in these movies. I know some people didn't like what they kind of did with her in Kills. Some people. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> and at the time, I said the reason why I was okay with it is because they were saving... Like, Laurie Strode can't die if she doesn't get into a confrontation with Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael can't die if he doesn't get into a confrontation with Laurie. <clears throat> it was a way to keep your two principal people separated for the final confrontation which we got in Halloween Ends and that final confrontation to me was awesome because it showed that Michael was broken and beaten and it shows that he was like not as strong but Lori was prepared for it right even like he tried to put her hand on the thing like all that shit but Lori was like she was a step ahead of him like Michael had the advantage the first night but Lori had been prepared Lori was ready for him um with all that being said though when we reviewed Halloween kills and when people give me shit for it I said I don't want watching that movie by itself I liked it but there's going to be a lot of questions that have to be answered in ends because it's a trilogy right if you just watch the two towers and you don't know what comes after it's like well what's coming next do you know what I mean If I'm being honest, I think this these three films were intended to be two. That's my honest takeaway. I think these three movies were intended originally to be two movies, and I think that Halloween 2018 was stretched out to be one complete narrative, which is how we got the full-length movie. Mm-hmm. And I think Halloween Ends was kind of how they saw everything ending, I think that probably the stuff with the town trying to go kill Michael happened, right? In probably an original spec for these two films shot back to back. But we get no answers to like this supernatural comeback, right? After getting this fucking mutilated, which is super annoying to me. Because, yeah, Michael's still alive and he's definitely... It's because he's got superpowers and he can, like, has a psychic link with people. And... and... (laughs) 
and and that's why I think that ultimately it's kind of rough when you take it as a whole, as, yeah. a fran- as the trilogy as a whole. But I think like if you think if you think of the narrative as the events of Halloween twenty eighteen with like the town trying to go kill Michael and Michael ultimately killing Lori's daughter when Lori can't like when Lori's stuck away right when Lori isn't on the front lines because she's hurt mm-hmm. um and then you have the time jump and then you have Halloween ends I think and you spend more time in Halloween ends kind of dealing with Lori getting through the trauma I, I think there is something good here but ultimately I think it is lacking um I know you took it as like the trilogy or the, the quadrology because it, it does include Halloween 1978. Um, for myself, I'm looking at it as a franchise as a whole. I would definitely say plot in this at times goes from like above mid to mid. It's just there's some cool elements there. I just don't know if it was executed well. But ultimately. What I really wanted was a climactic, violent end to Lori and Michael, which I definitely got. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis has been out there saying that she's really happy with where the franchise is leaving Lori Strode and where she's leaving Lori Strode, which to me means a lot because if anybody's opinion matters, it's fucking Lori Strode. It's Jamie Lee Curtis, right? So that makes me feel a lot better about it too. That she was like she had input that this was like kind of where she wanted to see the story go, for, um, Laurie Strode. So it's like it's mid, like I said, mid to high mid at points, at least for plot. Okay, I waited until you were done. Um, so I my... really appreciate that. Outside of the mind melting stuff that you just had to <laughs> shove it yeah, there, sorry. you did a very good job. <laughs> Well, see, I did it once, and I knew it bugged you, so I had to keep doing it. Um, bugged is the wrong word. It, God damn it, because, like, I mean, it's not that far of a fucking stretch. So, the, the only reason I'm saying that is because Michael is wearing a ring. There's this weird supernatural shit. Like, I'm not even joking about that. He is legitimately oh, wearing I believe you. Ring. I just didn't see it, so it didn't happen. Yeah, and his fucking weird ass somehow survived getting, like, shot a hundred times and beaten up but can't survive a fucking it. stab to the leg or whatever. Anyways, my Cold biggest... Thorn is not my Michael Myers. <laughs> so, I, I have a few issues. Um, that's not to say okay. I enjoyed parts of it. I did. Uh, but you said so many nice things about it. I'm just, uh, you know, what, you know, I'm not going to sit here. Sorry, I have to move around, and every time I move this microphone... You're on up. the floor. You're totally fine. Yeah. You're totally, totally fine. Um, there is a very interesting movie here. But it's not a very interesting Halloween movie. I think this movie would have been better as a almost Halloween 3 movie. Where we kind of saw the departure of Michael Myers. And even if it is just like here is a copycat with Corey. I think that would have been a much. I feel like Michael was underutilized here a lot. And just yeah, kind of like how I think Laurie totally was. Fair. Just not like how Laurie was in Halloween Kills. Um. But because this was, hey, this is the final story. I think if you are going to be the final chapter, you have to kind of go, you have to keep interest the entire way through. I think there were a lot of slower moments. Uh, Michelle actually looked at me uh, half an hour before the end of this movie and said, this movie is so goddamn boring. (laughs) To which I would have to mostly agree. 
Um, I, I do think it picks up at the end, and the the I think part of that is because it did have such a very good strong start to like kind of gives you this holy shit moment to it just kind of slowly builds. It's a slow burn, but it's it's a satisfying burn at the end. Um, the confrontation with Laurie was awesome. I really I am really happy that it was Michael and not. I'm happy that she just kind of fucking threw Corey aside like he was fucking nothing yeah literally said not my michael myers bitch yeah yeah exactly and um i i think the death of him is cool i i I did find it interesting and touching that like she wanted to be there for his final moments obviously a to make sure that he is dead dead (laughs) motherfucker died (laughs) but also to have this like moment with him um yeah i i don't like the town gathering to throw him into a fucking metal dude that was so fucking funny the like, garbage just full of, it was i so liked funny. it it was so well, stupid they, they, as i said they, they, there was there was a way they could have done it where like it was better because mm-hmm. like the movie did explain that the town itself was dealing with trauma no i i agree like, the i, I itself, in the been, town yeah. it makes sense but the visuals of it were fucking ridiculous and and after me so see i I think if you enjoyed the movie throughout and you got to that point you would also be like oh yeah let's do this but for somebody who enjoyed the start and then there was a lot of nothing for me in the middle i was having a blast the whole time and then when the fight came at the end and i'm going oh there's only 10 minutes left of this movie and (laughs) that shit happens it's like i was like what the fuck like this is how that i i was wearing my michael myers mask in the movie theater just having a good old time <laughs> i was i was not I, I i do think that there's some enjoyment to be had here and i think you could really cut around it and make it a very good not michael myers centered halloween movie but okay. cool yeah so it, it's weird because parts of it i do enjoy but i don't enjoy it because it's a halloween I enjoy it because I think it could be something a lot more interesting, and I really hope that's where they go with it. I hope they kind of go back and do turn it into like an anthology series. Oh no, they're gonna do it. Like, they're gonna do what Rob Zombie did. They're gonna reboot oh, it. The next one's gonna be a reboot for sure. I would. Man, bet, I, although I would, you know, you know what? If it's got that fucking, if it's got that attic scene or something like it, I'm there. The fucking yeah. attic scene oh, is amazing. Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie, the non-director's cut. Yes. Uh, yes. The theatrical release is a very good Halloween movie, and I'm very yeah. excited to review it with you. Yeah, I agree. We should. Oh, okay, we can't end on that. We have to end on Halloween too. But you know. Yeah, I guess that will be the last one. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so plot, I gave it a seven and a half. There were weak points, but I liked the Batman Beyond like passing of the torch kind of thing. But most importantly, <clears throat> the end to the Michael Laurie saga with jamie lee curtis playing laurie ended in a way that jamie lee curtis herself was happy with in a way that i also was really happy with too so seven and a half for me for plot i ate a four and a half uh i there were some points i did really enjoy but i i feel like the momentum of this movie wasn't quite there it, there was a lot of like start and stops which I, you know, I get peeking back off. You're just trying to take this from getting hate mail. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be nice to you, you and give it higher scores. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even better. I appreciate that. 
cinematography. Um, I thought this movie was awesome. Like yeah, I, 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 will I agree. I think, I think it looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. A lot of the edits were cool. The mind meld thing I thought was really interesting because I didn't see it that way. I saw it was like, like a soul connection. But yeah, they connected souls, and then holy shit, how did I not bring this up? Later, when the dad sees him, he's like, "That's not the guy," because it wasn't him. Because fucking what did him and Michael Freaky Friday? We already have a movie where Laurie Strode has Freaky Friday into somebody else. She, now she's just kind of like a passerby or in somebody else's Freaky Friday. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but the biggest but thing... But I agree. I agree. So, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I thought the violence in the, in the killing in this movie is the way I prefer that in my slashers. In I agree. Particular, I... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I could do without kid death. That stuff bugs me, but... Oh, I, look at the I, beginning? Oh, yeah, that was like, well, I already Dude, fucking Dude, I this fucking movie. loved it. So many movies are too afraid to do that shit. And, like, that kid was a little asshole. And, like... Oh, yeah, the kid was a prick. I, I don't... Dude, I, I don't know. Like, that, like, just... I remember looking at them, like, what the fuck just happened? And, like... I, I don't know. I liked it. I... And I'm, I'm usually with you with it. Usually it's something that gets me on the skin. But I think that kid was acted really well to be like a piece of shit it's like if when joffrey died spoilers i guess for game of thrones (laughs) well when joffrey died but i also think that like what's it gonna say i don't remember it's okay Uh, yeah no the the violence i I agree yeah i agree i i do think it is shot very well the violence is like it's just enough there to like yes this is happening but not in your face like kills was my favorite death sequence was definitely in the junkyard. When Michael gets thrown into when, the... That was cool. I did like that. <laughs> I did. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to apologize. I thought I was like, hey, they ended it. Like, Until he no comes back they... because he freaky fried into somebody else and it was really... Uh, I don't give no, ideas. No, no, the, ba- the, the band kids. Yes, the band kids was good. Yes, is that the one that you were like, "Holy shit, what is going on here?" Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like, I agree. They, the the fucking blowtorch in that dude's mouth. That was fucked up. That was fucked. That was cool. Under the fence, and, and he fucking brings his boot down. Whoo! But the thing is, like you said, like it's it's violent. We know it's violent, but we don't see anything. Yeah, especially like with the 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 torch. Then the guy's throat, it's like Dude, out of focus and like just off. Like you can see it happening, but you can't like see, like you can't really see it. Literally that torch kill is like one of my favorites in the whole franchise. Like I just, because like it's fucking violent and it's brutal, but like you don't see anything. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It's just, it's. Very, very, very cool. But no, I thought the movie looked great. I like the shots. I love the final confrontation. I love that they showed Michael going through a fucking wood chip or whatever the fuck that was. I, I, I love. Like I, I have nothing negative about cinematography. I can give it a ten. I thought it was an awesome movie to watch, and I'm happy I got to see it on the big screen. I give it a nine because I can't. I, I can't give that last. I saw it scene in anything. <laughs> I can't give that last scene anything. Oh other come than a, on! Other than a sigh and, and an eye roll. <laughs> It's 
like carrying Jesus to the cross, but instead it's a wood chipper. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. That's so stupid. I loved it. Audio. We hit on this earlier. I think you're right. I think the techno beat. I think the hard thing is the Halloween theme is like there's a case we made the Halloween theme is the greatest horror theme of all time. There is a case we made for that. Mm-hmm. And it is easily top three. I think anybody the, who says it's not top three is full of shit. But the problem is, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. And that's my thing. Is like I think people are trying to either add to it or remix yes. it or do something to make it their own. And I understand that compulsion, right? I, I get why they feel that way because like they want to do their own thing. It's new age, whatever. But what you just said is perfect. If it's don't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Sometimes it can be cool, but it's never better. It's never going to be better. Yeah. No, I agree. You agree with that? I, it's I, just never going to be better. I think out of the quadrility, even, if, if we can look at it that way, I think it is yeah. the weakest. Easily the weakest. I agree with you. Other than I that, would, though, I, I 100% agree with you. Other than that, I thought the acting was actually pretty good. I did, too. So, Lori, by, she's on a land by herself. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's yes, absolutely. She is my final girl. Like, it's literally her than Nev Campbell. Um... But she doesn't ex- exist anymore, though, right? They're going to kill her off Nev? screen or something. Yeah, they're going to kill her off screen, right? I'm not watching it. I couldn't I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. Yes, please. You, can, you, can, you want to know something you can spoil for me? You can spoil that fucking shit for me. I do not <laughs> give a fuck. Scream is not a scream without Nev Campbell. Um, okay. I thought that James Drew Courtney did a great job as Myers. Um, I felt like... For... I, the bullshit that happened in Kills, right? I truly feel like they did a very good job of like showing Michael as a very injured, rabid dog. Yeah, I think he, I like Kills was bad in this trilogy. Looking back on it, with how it fits into everything, there are serious issues. Yeah, I, and I think he does a fantastic job of playing Michael, who is like he knows. The end is coming. He is like not yeah. long. He's psychic linking with other teens to pass on the torch. <laughs> He's Bruce Wayne, goddammit. <laughs> Fucking oh. mind meld. You're so funny. Uh I thought Andy Matichek did a great job. That's Lori's granddaughter. Yeah, absolutely. I also really like I like Corey. I thought he did a good like. I'm on the I fence cannot... about Corey. Okay, go ahead. Um, I think he does do a really good job when he is. I don't know how else to put this, but when he is himself, I think he does a good job. I just think he does an amazing okay. job. But it's when he Freaky Fridays with Michael or whatever it is, when he's like under the spell, whatever Cult of Thorn thing you want to bring up, that. Oh, stop saying Call of Thorn, <laughs> goddammit. I have a movie was... coming up where I have to deal with that here. Listen, though, it is in the novelization of Halloween Kills. I like refuse to Thorn. accept it. I'm, no. I don't want to listen to it because the writing is so bad in that book. <laughs> but I will force myself, and just so I can pull out the Cult of Thorn bullshit and give it to you. But so it is now canon. Drop when you get your soundboard back. <laughs> I, I refuse. Uh, but no, but, I, but no, I, I think I, he does... I was just going to say, I think he does a fantastic job when he's playing himself, but when he plays the more retreated Michael-ish version, like when the dad goes and sees him, 
I don't think it's portrayed as well. It just kind of comes off a little like sluggish because when I think of somebody portraying Michael, I don't think of him. I think of the shape, right? I think. No, I think I, I you're no, no. I think you're right. Um, I like his performance a lot, and I, I again, I, I got Batman Beyond vibes. You got mind melting. And that could be how, like, why we, like, the second act, we kind of see it differently. Yeah. And I think that's why the plot could be stronger is because there is a story here to be told about a kid who has just had a really fucking shitty night, who didn't do anything wrong, and he's had a shitty night, and a terrible, terrible accident came down, and because of the trauma the town had, and just how shitty people could be in general, like, this kid's entire life was ruined by just a really bad accident. Yeah. Hey, the dad and, was gonna forgive him because the dad realized he was it was an accident. Well, like you said it, it had been what three years, four years, but he he lost his college, he lost his friends, he lost everything, and I think that's why there's a really interesting story that could have been told here between like Laurie trying to pull him to the good and Michael trying to pull him to the bad. I think there is something interesting there, um, but again, I just think it's not told well. Yeah. Uh, I thought his performance was really, really good because I, even though there's not a lot of work done when it comes to like the writing of that or the portraying of that, I feel like watching his character like trying to grab a hold of something and the first something he grabs a hold of isn't Lori's granddaughter who's like helping pull him to the good, it's Michael. Yeah, and I I think that's kind of why I liked his performance a lot. The band kids were dicks. But I thought they were good dicks. And that little kid we talked about who did get killed at the very beginning, he made me fucking hate him. <laughs> he yeah, that's made fair. me fucking hate that's him. He, he made me go, oh shit, instead of like, oh, in the theater when he got squished. So, uh, the score was, yeah, there are some things that could be better. I gave it a seven and a half for audio. I gave it a five because uh, I, did, I did enjoy the acting. I had a few problems with Corey, but they took a fantastic top three easy 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 theme and fucked it up yeah. they fucked it up they oh, really? it is literally the one time i have watched a well so far it's the first time i've watched a halloween movie and when the theme came on i was like what the fuck is this wait for six my guy oh god oh great oh great yeah all right how scary The opening was scary because I just kept waiting for Michael to pop up. So it was like very, maybe tense is the right word, but I was definitely on the edge of my yeah. seat ready for fucking Myers to pop up. And he didn't. Um, oh, also cinematography. I probably mentioned this. I look at my notes right now. That opening pumpkin thing where they kept like going. Pumpkin oh, where it was like up, through all that was the fucking like... dope. That was that like was such a nice dope. like throwback to the entire like franchise. Yeah. That was nice. I, really I fucking love that. Sorry. I was just, yeah. just thinking about how the movie was going. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I like the murder in the house of the doctor and stuff. The kind of the throat, the callback to the uh, Bob being stuck to the wall. Yeah. Um, I mentioned how I like the blowtorch and just all the deaths kind of in the junkyard. 
I love watching Michael get eaten by a fucking chipper. But Jesus Christ. I'm afraid of Michael Myers. I'm afraid of the shape. I'm not afraid of some guy in the shape costume. Similarly to how when we were at the cornfield this past weekend, we were kind of hanging out, waiting in line, and there was a guy in an immaculate Oh, Michael it was Myers fantastic. Costume. And he was committed to it too and he was so fun like he put on your texas chainsaw jacket and stuff like <laughs> oh it was great highlight highlight i'm not afraid of it because it's not myers right there's there's something about in particular for me the original one and rob zombies yeah like just there's just something about like the shape and even in halloween 2018 The shape is scary. It's not yeah, the mask that is scary or a deranged person that is scary. So there are moments in this that I like. There are times where I was definitely on edge. But since the shape kind of takes a back seat, similar to how Bruce Wayne takes a back seat into it, um, the moment I realized that Michael was not our key player, you know was what I instant. mean? It was instant, though, right? It, like that wasn't instant like the opening sequence we knew it wasn't but like it wasn't until he went into the sewers and we realized that michael's there and he's alive but he's like not at any capacity to do shit well so Um, it's it's funny um we actually go by the sewer a lot earlier in the movie like very early on in the movie and we i had to rewind it because i I just watched it home because michelle uh saw him standing it's like closer to the start of the movie He's just like standing. Well, I remember yeah. we saw the sewer. We, we always see him there, though. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I, I need to go back and rewatch it. But no, I. Uh, there are very tense moments. Yeah. But is it as scary as the OG or 18 or Rob Zombies? No. And I think that is mainly because we. It's not the shape. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I like I mentioned in the spoiler-free thing, it's like a Resident Evil game. You get to the final act, which this entire movie you're is the final act. Boulders. Yeah, you're punching boulders, man. What are you doing? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's I, I, I. There is a way they could have made it scary. Like um, any of the sewer stuff, really could have come across scary, but it was just like it was. It was telegraphed too easily, and uh, as much as I enjoyed the doctor kill they kind of ruined it for me because Corey was there doing his like goofy, like trying to get in like, Oh, let me in, let me kill her. Like it was a very much like a young puppy kind of, it ruined it for me. It really did. Yeah. It was like a, it was like trying to pass the baton. Like I said, it was, it it was, it wasn't like the scary kind of Halloween movie. So yeah, there were moments where I was tense and mainly again, dude, that opening sequence of, waiting for michael to pop out i'm like i'm telling you i was on the edge of my fucking seat so four for me for how scary i give it a three i just i there there are some like decent tense moments but i don't think there's anything there is nothing like 2018 or rob zombie or the original in here nothing yeah the original is on a level by itself, but Rob Zombies is good too, and we'll get to it next year. Okay, and we should make Let's Rachel do... watch it with us because she's never seen it before. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like we can start we talking to her about it now. 
Yeah, get it on a calendar. For plot, I gave it a seven half, you gave it a four and a half. For cinematography, I gave it a ten, you gave it a nine. And for audio, I gave it a seven and a half, you gave it a five. And for how scary, I gave it a four, you gave it a three. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a sixty-three percent. Um, that has it actually tied Justin with Nosferatu, Wrath of Malachi, the video game, Resident Evil 5. Fantastic game. How about that a lot? Video game. Suspiria 2018. Right below it, we have the movies The Boy and Night of the Living Dead, the OG. And right above it, we have Them, the 64, The Host, the 64, God's OG Godzilla with a 64 and a girl walks home alone at night. One of our lost episodes with a 64. Damn. All right. Yeah. Now, before we wrap this up, though, we do have some messages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. On Discord from Alex. And he says, I'm sure this will come out in the episode, but I am curious how the Halloween trilogy stands now that I assume is complete. I think one of the most fun trilogies in horror in recent memory was Fear Street. And there's so much good horror out there already that I'm curious if Halloween can be considered one of the greats in the recent horror film. I say this as someone who hasn't seen any of the new Halloween movies, so I guess the big ask is should I take the time now that we know the end? Um, let me give you my biased opinion. Michael Myers is the goat for a reason, and you should have watched them. Even if they're shitty, they're still a Halloween movie. Uh, that's my biased opinion. My non-biased I mean... opinion is... Halloween 2018 is awesome. So if you were to watch the whole, this whole branch, this whole timeline, it's mm-hmm. OG 18 kills and ends. OG and 18 are top tier Halloween movies. Yes. Kills is, what we said, probably fifth from last and ends is mid. Yeah, like, I I, I think really... A plus D, C? I I think really uh, you could, if you wanted to, like, fully enjoy it to the max, I think you could just watch the OG in 2018. Because they did kind of... I think you could just skip kills. Yeah, but there's a lot in this movie that, like, I would rather look at this movie again as, like I said, a Halloween 3 then okay. Halloween ends. I, I think there is there is something enjoyable in this movie, but I don't think it's the Halloween of it all. Okay. Well, you have two different answers there from us, guys. Yeah. You, can, you can pick your own path. <laughs> Next is an email from Eddie. He says, one, as opposed to the last time Michael lived in the sewers and had an old man to get him food, oh gosh, <laughs> at least for a while, what did Michael's Michael Myers live on in the four years he spent under the streets of Haddonfield. Um, I'm going to say, oh, I was going to say the thrown off fast food off the bridge. Uh, That, uh, the, the, pure uh, protein diet, the homeless gentleman that uh, gets murdered for no fucking reason. um, says that Michael keeps pulling people in there. So I'm assuming maybe Michael has turned cannibal. Uh, although we okay. see no fire, so he could just be eating them raw, I guess. Maybe he like All has right. cookouts with the the homeless gentleman. I'm not sure. Maybe the little little barbecue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question number two. If this franchise picked up with a Halloween remake and ignores all in-between films, how is it that Michael Myers is the boogeyman living here in America, a guy that kills a few people one Halloween night 40 years ago, 
is arrested and put in prison just to not going to be remembered. So what is the animosity from the town folk towards Laurie Strode? Oh, that's a he doesn't have a question there. Okay, so let's talk about first um, why is he the boogeyman? Um, I grew up in a small town. Yeah. There was very little crime, but there was this story. I don't even know if it's true, to be quite honest, but there was one story that was always told about a dad who had like two daughters and his wife and he worked at Berry Cheese Factory, which is like a cheese plant that we have in our town. Um, and apparently he came home from work and killed him. Yikes. <laughs> I have heard different versions of that story with like, some sound like the burbs, some sound like something out of a fucking like, like some that get, are like overly, overly embellished. Yeah. But that story gets told over and over and over again. So to me, I don't think it's very hard for an urban legend, especially when it's based in truth and especially when someone still exists and in the violent manner that that happened because he killed all those people. He killed the cops. He killed the babysitters. Like, he killed the people when he broke out of the asylum. Like, he did a lot, you know? Um, plus, it's the same guy who killed his sister all those years previous. Yeah. So that is the reason why. Plus, he, he then he came back right and did it all again yeah so i think it's very easy for a boogeyman mythos to be generated yeah and he's not using a gun like every other american so yeah he's stalking you in the house yeah exactly so yeah. he doesn't run unlike that bitch jason Voorhees. number three <laughs> what is the animosity from the townsfolk towards Lori strode just from the first film four years before um i think it kind of goes no. back to what well, I think it's all, I think it's, I mean, they, they do come straight out and say it when she gets confronted by the lady who got her throat cut, right? It's, it's. What a great scene, by the way. Yes, that was like, it was weird payoff to have just like, boom, right in the middle kind of thing. But it was, yes, I the agree. The plot was, is definitely weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's good stuff here. It's just weirdly how it came together. Yes. Um, I, I think it's just, she kind of she's the reason that michael keeps coming back yeah and you know it's like Even hey she's not yeah exactly but he was brought back there because of the uh um podcasters <laughs> god right i forgot that's how this whole fucking thing started next oh, i thought haddonfield was a suburb kind of face when did it become an angry mill town from a stephen king novel well, Eddie, I think that all towns are capable of uniting and carrying the body of Christ to the cross. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I had, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, and finally, what the fuck were Allison's motivations in this film? She made no sense. I know that a lot of, or not a lot, some of our listeners did not like what happened with Lori and Halloween kills. They felt Including me. Okay. She was inconsequential. No, Justin, you're, you're, you're with me. We are together. We are <laughs> no, we are not. Not on this. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, no. Okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. They sidelined the shit out of Allison. She was literally a love interest. Um, yeah, I think it kind of showed that she was moving past her trauma the best she could. 
you know, but she was still dealing with her demons. But I, I think maybe a juxtaposition to Corey, but I definitely think that she was that. If you had a problem with how Lori was treated in Halloween Kills, you absolutely have a problem with how Allison was treated in Ends. Yeah, because, yes, yes. Absolutely, she was sidelined and she was basically, yeah, she was there just to be, just to be a love interest. You think she would learn, she, you think she would trust Lori, but apparently not. Yeah. All right, now one from our patron, Seagram. Hey, guys. Uh, why don't, why don't, yeah, why don't, why don't you, uh, say what that email, what the, the, the subject line. The subject line. Halloween ends, thank God. Hey guys, <laughs> I wanted to drop you a note regarding my feelings about the latest entry in the franchise. After the terrible ending to Halloween Kills, I felt like Halloween ends was going to have to do a lot of work to pull me back in, and unfortunately, it just didn't get there. The biggest thing I needed was some sort of explanation for how Michael just keeps coming back over and over despite all the damage that has inflicted on his body. I wanted an explanation at all for where the superhuman strength and stamina came from and why. The gym. I didn't get any answers to anything, <laughs> just more questions. Oh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, it felt like they had the right pieces and just failed to put them together correctly. Yeah, that's what we said. A few of them might have been lost under the couch. At the beginning, I thought things were headed in the right direction. The poor kid who had been harassed with the town runs into Michael and doesn't get killed. Shirley's going to pick up the mantle. Maybe at this point we find out there's something about the mask or some demon working within Myers. Nope. None of that. Instead, he develops a crazy obsession with Lori's granddaughter that seems to have nothing to do with at all with Michael. Matt, we don't want to call it Thorn. We don't. We don't no, clearly he does. Clearly, Matt <laughs> likes Cult of Thorn. Ultimately, it just didn't make sense. To, <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, it just didn't make sense to me how things went down. We at least got a satisfying fight between Lori and Mike uh, Myers in the end. So that was something, I guess. I just wish it hadn't taken us so many movies to figure out that Michael Myers' kryptonite is refrigerators. I'm just going to pretend he died in that fire. Peace, Matt. No, I, hey, I was prepared for that email to be a lot fucking meaner. Um, it wasn't, which makes me happy. Uh, yeah. I, dude, I, yeah, everything you say there has a point. But you don't want Call of Thorn. You don't want it. Don't no. ask for it. Don't what what I'm it. understanding is that Matt wants Call of Thorn. Clearly, like he wants something. He wants demons. He wants there to be some form of like supernatural element. He wants Cult of Thorn. And he did kind of get it with like the ring and the mind melding and the like Freaky Friday. <laughs> it's there. That's just the mind melding shit's so funny. Okay. That's all we got, guys. We're going to play a commercial, and we're going to head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Welcome back! (laughs) (laughs) So... This is an update for the month of November. This is the stuff that's okay. coming your way on the podcast. Um, 
So if you are playing along, you're ready. Next week, we're going to do OG Carry. Justin needed mm-hmm. some time in order to kind of finish his work for his video game writing. And so we're going to play Carry first. Then Silent Hill Downpour, our final Silent Hill game, excuse me, to date. Then Fatal Frame 2. Which is like 14 hours. Yep. Then we are going to be playing the playing. We're going to be watching The Witch. Um, yes. That's our newest patrons forest entry. Um, and I still kind of want to watch it when it's still like woodsy outside. I think it fits. Yeah, yeah, good, absolutely. I think that's, that's vibe. Yes, we should have watched that and, at the cabin. Oh. Yeah, I love that movie. And then our fourth game or third game in four weeks, The Last Door. Yes. That is what is coming your way in the next five weeks on the Here's Johnny podcast. Uh, I want to thank everybody who sent in messages to us. It was awesome. Uh, also, patrons, we have been recording for a long time, and Devin had a late night, so I haven't had dinner yet, so I'm kind of dying, so there will be no campfire. <laughs> we'll, we'll do uh, it next. We'll, 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 we'll make it up next week. Yeah, and Justin, maybe instead we'll upload to page. You can upload to Patreon the... My video of diving into the lake. If you want me to do that, I will. Maybe send it to me first and I can judge if I want that on there. Okay. If it's behind a paywall and it can't be downloaded, I'll feel less awkward. I think you can download stuff off Patreon. Oh, then maybe we'll have to figure out something else then. I don't mind sharing it with people. I just don't want it being downloaded. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, it can be downloaded. I know because I download stuff off Patreon. All right, guys. So that's all we have for this episode. I hope you had a lot of fun with us. And uh, most importantly, besides staying scary, Justin and I wish you all the happiest of Halloweens. Good night. Good night. Happy Halloween. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at beaver la you can find justin at pickle thing and you can email the show at here's johnny podcast at gmail.com you can look us up on facebook at here's johnny podcast as always in the show notes you can find links to the discord and to the website we are also on instagram at here's johnny underscore podcast also in the show notes we'll have a link to the twitch and youtube channels and if you would like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash here's johnny podcast every cent goes into the show And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys helped make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.